So after practice, I approached Tom. I said, man, listen, I, I would absolutely love to just come work out with you, really soak up all of this Tom Brady-isms as I possibly can. And Grant, this man looked me dead in the face in the nicest tone ever. He said, I can't do that for you, RG. I'm just like, yo, <laughs> Tom Brady just told me to off. Yo, 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 welcome to RG3 and the Ones presented by Waze Sports and Entertainment. I am your host, Mr. Robert Griffin III, a.k.a. RG3. Some of you may know me as a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback at Baylor University. Others of you may know me as a Pro Bowl Rookie of the Year quarterback for the Washington Commanders. But you will get to know me as a girl dad of four, so there might be some interruptions here today. I want you to know we're just going to keep forging forward. All my parents out there know exactly what I mean. But this show is rooted in substance. We're going to have a ton of fun, so make sure you tune in on Thursdays where all of our new episodes are going to drop. And the only way you can get them is if you subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get podcasts, or you can follow us on our social handles at RG3 and the ones. Again, that's at RG3 and the ones. Tune in with us. By the end of each episode, I want you to feel like you can become one of the ones. So, Coming up on this episode, we're going to have the one that we all wanted to come out of retirement last year. The one that has its legendary touchdown spike celebration and that we all want to party with, Mr. Rob Gronkowski. He's going to tell us if he really didn't ever watch film. He's also going to tell us if he thinks that Bill Belichick is the greatest coach of all time. But that's not it. I want you to stay tuned to the end of this episode so I can show you and tell you who I want you to keep your eyes on going into week four. But first, let me get a couple things off my chest. With all the news going on in the NFL this week, I felt a lot of deja vu from a situation with Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. To be quite frank with you, Sean Payton is treating Russell Wilson the same way that Jay Gruden treated me when he first got to Washington. Now, I'll tell you a little bit more about that in a second. But let's first dive into what Sean Payton has been doing to Russell Wilson. He's been throwing him under the bus in press conferences. All offseason, he was talking about how Russell Wilson needs to stop kissing babies and shaking hands because he's not a politician. Not only that, Sean Payton also is throwing the previous coaches under the bus, which, you know, we all can kind of understand because they didn't do a great job last year with Nathaniel Hackett as the head coach. But Sean Payton has been pointing the finger at everybody else except for himself. So this week, when they got 70 points put on them by the Miami Dolphins, and he had to go to his press conference, he decided, no, I'm not going to sit here and take the bullets for the team. When last week, when his quarterback, Russell Wilson, actually played pretty good, he talked about how he can't get plays in from the sideline and how they're too slow out of the huddle and they might have to get him a wristband, which, to be quite honest with you, the greatest quarterback of all time, Tom Brady, wore a wristband on his wrist so that he could call plays that were too long. So I'm tired of coaches or anyone in the media using the wristband as some type of form of disrespect. It's not. But the bottom line is for Sean Payton to do everything that he's done to Russell Wilson when he came in the door, he was trying to make it seem like he was not the problem. Well, when you pay a quarterback like Russell Wilson, who has won a Super Bowl and is a Hall of Famer, when you treat him the way that Sean Payton has, it just feels to me like he doesn't want him to be his quarterback. That's exactly how I felt when Jay Gruden came into Washington. He trashed me to the media. He talked about he felt like I was coddled my whole entire life when I've never been coddled in my entire life. Jay Gruden doesn't understand how I grew up. 
how I spent a year living in the projects in New Orleans, Louisiana. He doesn't understand how my family grew up with nothing. And yes, we were a military family and we moved around a bunch. But military families ain't out here balling like some people might think they are. So when Jay came in and he started saying that stuff about me, it really hurt me. And I'm more than certain that for Russell Wilson, it hurt him as well to hear this coach who everybody holds in such high regard to go to, to the social media, to go to press conferences, to do sit down interviews with magazines and literally trash the quarterback. Well, right now, Sean Payton needs to make sure he's shaking hands and kissing babies because right now he's on the hot seat. Everyone said he was going to be able to come in and fix the situation. And if Russell played like he did last year, they probably would have tried to get him out of there no matter how much money he was making. But Russell Wilson is not the problem right now. Sean Payton is. That takes me to my next segment. Justin Fields. Justin Fields this past week said something about coaching and why he felt like he was not being himself out on the field. And I was saddened because I felt like the media, you know, the, the, the group that I am also a part of, took what he said and just ran with it all the way out of context. You see, we ask these athletes questions because we want them to give honest answers. And Justin Fields gave an honest answer. His first answer to the question mentioned nothing about coaching. It mentioned about what he felt like he could do better, what he felt like he needed to address in his own preparation and how he was operating out on the football field. And then when the question was brought back up to him again, he simply said coaching. He didn't demonize his coaches. He didn't say that they're doing it the wrong way. He essentially gave an honest answer that he felt like he was being coached so hard to do everything the perfect right way that it was slowing him down on the field. We cannot ask these athletes to give us honest answers if we're then going to turn around and use that answer against them, take it out of context and make it seem like they're throwing their team under the bus. Again, another situation that I was in in Washington. It feels like deja vu. Many times, us as players, we know that the responsibility is on us as the quarterback. We get all the praise and we get all of the criticism when things aren't going right. But it is not right, not just not fair, but it's not right for us in the media to twist a player's words against him and make it seem like he said something else. My last deja vu moment just so happened to be with Joe Burrow. That's right, Joe Burrow, the one who played through the calf strain injury this past Monday and, and helped the Bengals win the game. I do have to say, I don't believe that the Bengals won the game because of the way that Joe Burrow played. Uh, he only completed 53% of his passes. He threw no touchdowns and he threw a pick. But I believe that the Bengals won because Joe Burrow played. He inspired his teammates through his toughness, through his grit, to go out there and raise their own level of play. I've experienced that. I'm pretty sure all of you listening right now have experienced that as well. There's times when things just aren't going perfect, but you got to show the people that you're leading that not only are you tough, but that they matter to you. That's exactly what Joe Burrow did on Monday night. He showed his team that, listen, I'm willing to put my career on the line. I'm willing to put my season on the line just so we don't go 0-3. And, 
and the defense showed up, six sacks and two interceptions. Jamar Chase showed up for the first time. I think he had more yards, 141 yards in that game than he had all season. Every single player on the Bengals decided to help a brother out and lift up Joe Burrow because he put it on the line. But the concern for me with Joe Burrow was no different than the concern I had with Lamar Jackson last year when he sat out the latter part of the season. I've been there where I've put it all on the line for my team. It altered my career forever. I tore my LCL against the Baltimore Ravens, a team I ended up playing for at the end of my career, ironically. But I tore my LCL in that game and I did everything I possibly could to get back and only missed one game throughout the year because I wanted to put it on the line for my teammates. To be quite honest with you, I was scared for Joe Burrow because the calf is connected to the Achilles. The calf is also right below your knee. And anytime you go on a football field and you're already compromised due to injury, it puts the rest of your body in danger. Joe Burrow is one of the greatest quarterbacks we have in this league. He's one of the faces of the league. Houday Nation in Cincinnati absolutely loves this guy. His teammates absolutely love him. The last thing I wanted to see happen to Joe Burrow is what happened to me. In 2012, really 2013, our playoff game against the Seattle Seahawks, I went out on the field and I retweaked my LCL injury. Well, by the end of the game, I had torn my my ACL. And because of that, my career was forever altered. I didn't have off seasons. I got injured further because I never truly recovered from that knee injury. And my career went from one that could have been 15, 20 years long to an eight year one. Now, there was a lot of adversity through those eight years, but I don't think what happened to me would have nothing that happened to me prepared me better to be the man that I am today, the husband, the father and the analyst that I am. So I'm thankful for everything that I did go through, but I don't wish that on anybody else. I don't wish that hardship. I don't wish that that turmoil. And for Joe Burrow, I'm beyond excited and happy for him that he got out of the game without injury. And I don't want to see him hurt hurt himself further moving forward throughout the year. Today's episode is sponsored by Rocket Money. As an athlete analyst and more importantly, as the father of four little girls, I can tell you firsthand there's subscriptions for everything these days. From all the kids' favorite streaming services or to your go-to fitness programs like my wife's Glow Fitness, it is so hard for us to keep track of every single subscription as we pay each month. That's why I'm such a big fan of Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills. All in one place. With Rocket Money, you can easily cancel the subscriptions you don't want anymore, like maybe the streamer for the kids uh, that they've grown out of, or the meal prep service that you never, ever used. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com backslash RG3. That's rocketmoney.com backslash RG3, rocketmoney.com backslash RG3. This episode of RG3 and the Ones is sponsored by BetterHelp. To be one of one, you got to make sure you're staying on top of your mental health and getting the help you need to keep on changing the game. It's professional, it's affordable, it's convenient, 
and it's effective. BetterHelp offers you therapy that is convenient from a large range of licensed therapists, and all you have to do is pay a low, flat fee for your sessions. Like many athletes, you may find yourself always on the go. And BetterHelp's mission is to make sure anyone can get the help they need anytime, anywhere. BetterHelp brings you licensed and experienced professionals from marriage therapists, because like they say, happy wife, happy life, or family therapists if your kids are acting a fool, to counselors and social workers at the click of a button. Get the help you need to become the best version of yourself with BetterHelp by going to BetterHelp.com backslash RG3. And if you get started today, we'll throw in a 10% discount off your first month of therapy. All right, let's welcome one of the first guests to RG3 and the Ones. It's the one with the legendary touchdown spike celebration, the four-time Super Bowl champ, the one with the most touchdowns in a single season by a tight end, and of course, one of your favorites, Rob Gronkowski. Welcome to the show, brother. What's up, my man? Robert Griffin the Third. How you doing, man? Appreciate the introduction. That was pretty legendary. Uh, I loved how you talked about the spike. Usually when people introduce me, they don't bring up the spike, and you did, baby. That's what's up, man. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, man, but listen, we're here to continue to build you up. You did great things on the field. Now you're doing great things off the field. Talk to me a little bit about retirement because – I'm a, I will say I'm a reluctant retired guy, whereas you have, you know, made the decision that you don't want to play anymore. <laughs> How have you handled that part of it and like getting away from competing every single day on the football field? How, what have you replaced that with in your life? Yes, that's a great question, my man. And I, I truly believe a lot of players struggle because of that reason. Yeah. You know, you've been playing football your whole life and then all of a sudden it just stops and you're like, wait, what do I do? How do I compete? How do how do I use that energy that I was using throughout my whole life on the football field? How do I take that energy and use it in the real world now? And um, I would say that, you know, I my transition was a little bit easier. I have a lot of more opportunities and, you know, most right. folks coming from the NFL. And also I ended in the NFL on my terms. And in that case, a right. lot of players don't get to, you know, end their career on their terms. It's either through an injury, you get cut or something. Yeah, that injury you went <laughs> right. through was brutal, my man. Sucks to see that. That's the crappy part about football, you know. But that's also right. what makes football so great is that we're gladiators out there. You're going to get injuries. You're going to sustain injuries. But um, talking about what, what I like to do now is how do I fill that void? How do I fill right. that, you know, co that competing every single day and practicing a game on a Sunday? Well, I love to do things still, man. I love to compete still. For example, uh, for the last 90 minutes, Minutes at 12 o'clock, actually at 11 to 12, I was just on the K Adams show for FanDuel, you know, okay, so I, okay. I just did that interview. So right at 12 o'clock, I have my buddy here. He came in from New York. We just played basketball outside for 90 minutes straight. That's how I get that, comp, <laughs> you know, that comp, that competing type out of me still. You know, I love to still work out, love to still be active. So basketball for 90 mi minutes, worked on our skills, did a little bit one on one, just enjoyed ourselves doing that, you know, keeps you fit, keeps you feeling good um, on top of it as well. Well, I love to do business things. You know, I got to keep the mind busy. I got to keep myself busy. And one thing I love to do is that my brother, he came out um, with a kind of a protein protein shaker. Oh, okay. And it's called Ice Shaker. About uh, oh. seven years ago, we went on Shark Tank. He got invited on Shark Tank, and uh, he pitched all the sharks. And uh, Mark Cuban signed on, and A-Rod signed on. And then I oh, eventually – big time. Super big time, my man. And my brother, he played in the NFL for three years. He went to Arizona with me. He's a hard worker. He's the guy who I wanted to be a part of, you know, in the business world. So, therefore, I bought out A-Rod. A-Rod has 7.5%. I called him up a year later. I was like, I need to get in with my brother. You know, I kind of want to buy you out. You know, I bought him out for triple that he 
bought in because my brother's company was Ooh. growing every single year, baby. So my brother, Ice Shaker, I got in with him. And now, six and a half years later, it's an official licensed NFL bottle for all 32 teams. And it's exclusively wow. sold on IceShaker.com. Calm, baby. The company is blowing wow. up. He finally got the NFL license. I mean, he's been trying to get it for years now, but took him six and a half years. And if you're looking for a bottle that does it all, check them out at iceshaker.com. And this isn't the official NFL license bottle right here, but this is the, this is an ice shaker bottle. It's a protein cup. You can put your protein in it, shake it up. You can put coffee in it. It will stay warm forever. Uh, you can also put ice cold drink in here. It'll stay warm for over 24 hours. But also, this is the bump. This is the bump box ice shaker. You can also play music right there, baby. It oh my lights goodness. up the whole room. I love it, baby. So that's how I stay oh. busy, Rob. I know that was a long answer, but that's how <laughs> no, I stay no, no, busy. No, 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 no. That was perfect. And you're telling me that this ice shaker's bottle lights up the room like you lit up the end zone? Is that what you're telling um, me? Uh, that's what I'm telling you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you put this on, you're going to start spiking things all over the place. The music just bumps out. Oh my out God. Loud. I got it. I got to get one of these bottles and then I'm going to shoot a video and I'm going to show people what happens when you get one of those ice shaker bottles. Yes, okay. Yes. I'll make that happen for you, brother. Appreciate All it. Right. So let's also talk about something that I promised on TV, national TV, millions of people watching. I said that if Rob Gronkowski did not come out of retirement last year, I was going to jump into the Hudson river in New York. <laughs> I have not jumped into the Hudson river yet. Um, the, I don't think ESPN will allow me, but I would love to do something with you for charity wise, you know, make it a little bit of a spectacle to go out there and do that because you did let me down there. I thought for sure because of your relationship with Tom Brady that you would come out of retirement near the playoff time and, and kind of help give him his security blanket back because I'm going to tell you this right now and I've said it before. I don't think that Tom Brady is the greatest of all time without you. You you single-handedly gave him opportunities as a thrower down the field to have that comfortability. And, of course, you had an amazing NFL career. But I don't think that he wins as many Super Bowls or is considered the greatest of all time. If it wasn't for Rob Gronkowski, I stand ten toes down on that. I mean, if you ask Tom Brady himself, he's he's going to say that, you know, his teammates have helped him make him, you know, the greatest player of all time. Also, his coaches have helped him make him, you know, him the greatest player of all time. But at the same time, I wouldn't have the championships without Tom Brady either. And Tom True. Brady, I love what you're saying. I definitely helped him out. Same with Julian Edelman. Same with Deion Brown. Yep. Same with Randy Moss. There you, go. you know, same there with Danny go. Amendola. We've all helped him out. Mm -hmm. You know, we're all catching passes from him. What Our success is his success. success. No his doubt. success is our success. But I would say the way I saw him work, the way that I saw him approach meetings every single day, the way that I saw him approach the field, he is the greatest of all time because of the way that he went about his business. Yes, we helped Love him it. out, but I believe yeah. even without me, he would still be the greatest player of all time. Yeah. Uh, I would love to say it's because of me, 100,000%, <laughs> but it's because of a collective uh, amount of players yes. around us and uh, the guys he was throwing to. They were all dogs. Julian was a dog. Moss was a dog. Yep. But uh, Tom yep. Brady, he's the greatest, and he would be the greatest no matter what, whoever he was throwing to, because that's how much work he put in. And I believe it made me the better player, because I got to see by example the way that he set, set the bar, the standard that he set was just right. super high that made me get there every single day. Yeah, and that's why we love you, Grant, because we we know for, for me as a football player, as a former quarterback, I know exactly what you're saying and you're, you're spot on. 
And you didn't take the opportunity to take any shine away from Brady because you guys collectively together are probably the most dynamic duo ever. And all the other guys that you mentioned all did add to that greatness. But you saw with Brady when he went to Tampa, obviously you went there with him as well, how he invigorated that franchise. And to me, that that's a sign of a guy that's just different. You know, the stars, for whatever reason, were aligned for Tom Brady to go from being a late round draft pick to the greatest of all time. And it's a story that I absolutely love talking about and love sharing with people. But for you, when you talk about your very first experience with Brady, how did that go? And, and what, what did you learn in that moment about what was going to happen in the oh, future? Oh, man, I got a couple experiences with him. You know, <laughs> I definitely had a rocky start, that's for sure. I mean, he was at such a high level. I was a college kid coming right out of college. I was goofy. I was silly. You know, I didn't really pay attention. I thought I knew it all, obviously. I'm 20 years old when I got drafted. And the first time I got to meet him, too, was in the locker room. I'm getting my ankles taped, and he walked by. And uh, he looks at me and he shakes my hand. He's like, hi, I'm Tom Brady. I was like, and I'm Rob Gronkowski. Like, like clearly I know you're Tom Brady, you know, but uh, he was, you know, that's just how humble of a guy he is. You know, he introduces himself, um, you know, and it was, it, I will remember that moment for the rest of my life. But now the very first time we're in the huddle, this is just the type of level that he is on. He calls right. the play in the huddle. And everyone breaks because, I, you know, I'm a rookie. So all the veterans have been around. They, they've been hearing the plays. And he calls the play. And he called it so fast and with so much confidence. And, I, <laughs> and he goes, right, and everyone broke. And I go, wait, 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 wait. I was like, wait. I was like, what did you say? What did you Because he said it so fast and so efficient. I just never heard anyone call a play like that before. And, and the playbook right. was so new to me that I was so thrown off. And then he got he gets all mad though. Like, cause he wants, you know, he's a leader. He's, he wants to lead by example. He's not going to be like, Oh, this is the play. And then go slow for me. It's he's never going to slow down for you. It's you catch up, you catch up, right. you get on that train or guess what? You're going to get ran over by that train or you're going to get thrown off the train. <laughs> that That's how it goes. So then boom, he told me it again. I was like, what did you say? And then he told me it again. I was like, all right, I, I got you. I got you. I finally put it together. <laughs> and then from there I was like, all right, I got to be high alert. Every single time I step on that right. field with Tom Brady, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, I think that is really something that I've I've heard before, just from the, all the greats, whether it's the Tom Brady's, the Peyton Manning's, the Drew Brees. They're not going to adjust their level to to accommodate someone who's trying to to really make it. They're going to make you raise your level, and I think that raises the level of the rest of the team. And you talk about you know Brady on the field, but I feel like you and Tom off the field. We're probably closer than any other teammates that he had. So how does he differ off the field than he is on the field? He differs in, 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 in some ways, but in some other ways, he's the same. He's very competitive no matter what he's doing. If he's out on the baseball field, he's trying to hit a home run. He's trying to outthrow you. He's trying to strike you out no matter what he's doing. If you're playing ping pong versus him, he's flipping out if he doesn't get the point. He's screaming at you. He's talking garbage. He's going full out. So his competitive nature is always there on the field or off the field doing something else. But he's a great friend as well, man. He's always there for you. If he has you over for dinner, he's making sure you're taken care of. He's making sure if you sleep over at his house that you got a comfortable bed, you got the sheets, they're all washed for you. Um, he's just a great pal overall. And he's just a great family man too, man. Just to see him in front of his kids, uh, the way he acts, the way how he's there for them all the time. I mean, he's, he's the best dad out there, man. I'm not a dad yet, so I can't say that he's the second best dad because I'm going to be the best dad when I'm a dad one day. But <laughs> he's just such a great family man to his whole entire family and to his teammates and to the people that he loves. And it's great to see. And he leads by example on the field and off the field. It's amazing to see. He wins in, he wins in all territories of life. Right. It reflects his competitive nature. 
So my very first experience with Tom was, I believe, in 2014 or 2015, we had a joint practice with you guys at the Patriots. And, you know, I'm, I'm out there. You know, it's like, Matt, God, I'm, I got to go out here and play well. You know, the greatest of all time is a, across from from me on this other sideline. And I'm, I'm watching Tom every single time he takes a snap. You know, I notice how he like sprays some stuff on his glove, which I know you know about. Uh, you know, nothing, nothing illegal, nothing illegal. But he, he sprays some stuff on his on his glove to kind of keep it a little, you know, little, you know, dry. Or should I say? And I'm like, okay, I gotta, I gotta talk to my equipment guy. I gotta make sure I do that. Cause you know, when you, when you get around one of the greats in the game and you know this, you want to take as much from them as you possibly can. So after practice, I approached Tom and we're talking and he talked to me for a long time, you know, 20, 30 minutes. And I asked him, I said, man, listen, I, I would absolutely love to just come work out with you. You know, watch tape with you in the off season, be able to, you know, really soak up all of this Tom Brady isms as I possibly can. And Gronk, this man looked me dead in the face and the, in the nicest tone ever. He said, I can't do that for you, RG. Uh, I, I love you. I love your game. I think you have a bright future, but we're competitors right now. And I can't give you any of my secrets that'll help you go out there and beat me. And, and smooth just was like, shook my hand, walked away the nicest way possible. And I'm just like, yo, Tom Brady just told me to F off without saying F off. Uh, in the in the most nice way possible, but I was like a little crushed by it. But because he was such a great player and I looked up to him so much, I just let it go and just moved on from it. But it speaks to what you're talking about with his ability to compete at every single thing he's possibly doing and doesn't want to let anybody in. Yes. To get back to something that you said about, you know, you want to be a, a dad someday. And I, I think everyone listening to this would agree that you will be one of the most fun dads of all time when you do get that opportunity. But, uh, you know, before we were getting on, I did realize that you – you know, you are kind of a dad in a way, uh, you know, with dogs. So talk to us a little bit about your dog. I have an Australian shepherd named Benny. He's amazing. He's seven years old. He ran away last year and I was able to get him back because Twitter helped me get him back. So thank you. To th thank you for that. Twitter X, whatever we want to call it now. But talk to us a little bit about your dog. Yes. So I love Frenchies. My friends had Frenchies. My family members had Frenchies. And every time I saw Frenchie, I just connected very well with them. So when I got to Tampa, I almost got a I almost got a dog during COVID, but then I didn't. But then I went to the Tampa Bay Bucks, and then halfway through the season, I was like, if we win the Super Bowl, I'm getting a French Bulldog no matter what. And what happened? We won the Super Bowl, baby. So three weeks after the Super Bowl game, I got on the phone, found found the French Bulldog, you know, breeder. And uh, what happened? They had one blue Frenchie left. And I wanted a blue male Frenchie. He was eight weeks and it ended up being my dog now named Ralphie. And uh, it was the best decision of my life. I love him so much. He's my best friend. My girlfriend just does a great job with him as well. He loves my girlfriend as well. So we're mama and dada, and he's the best thing ever. No, that, that's that's a great way to, to put it because obviously it's great that your Frenchie Ralphie gets along with your girlfriend. But to not to take the conversation completely the other direction, but there's a lot of people out there who are questioning your coach, Bill Belichick, and saying that they don't think that he's one of the greatest coaches of all time. I, for one, will go ahead and give you my opinion. I do think he's one of the greatest coaches of all time. He did find you. He did find Tom Brady. You guys won a lot of games together. That's my opinion of it. But there's some people who don't think he's great because of what's happened since you and Tom Brady left the organization. Where do you stand on that? Yes, Coach Belichick 
is one of the greatest coaches of all time, if not one, uh, if not the greatest coach of all time. Mm. Yes, he's currently not winning, so people are questioning it, but that doesn't matter. In order to win championships, you got to have an overall solid organization from the coaching staff to the players Ooh. as well. And Facts. I believe if with the teams that they had in the last four years, if there was another coaching staff there, they would have probably won half as many games as Coach Belichick has been winning with the New England Patriots. And uh, he's hands down one of the greatest coaches, like I said. And uh, I saw it firsthand. The way that he coaches, the way that he prepares is second to none. He's all in. He knows the game inside and out. He knows every what every position has to do. He knows what every position on the special teams has to do. He comes up with schemes. He knows the playbooks inside and out. In out. He knows the rule book inside and out. So <laughs> no he doubt. does anything. You know, he do, he'll do anything to gain an edge. And that's what the greatest coach. That's how you become the greatest coach of all time. And he is up there as definitely one of the greatest coaches of all time, if not the greatest coach of all time. You talked about him knowing the rule book in and out. And that kind of speaks to the play they had on special teams, uh, you know, the last week or a few weeks ago where they had the guy run from the sideline, essentially time up the uh, the snap count and the, the procedure of the kicker and then proceed to go block a field goal. Just do you have any other examples of Coach Belichick really knowing the rule book in and out that kind of gave you guys an advantage? See, that just that's just one example right there. But there's many examples. One hundred percent, I would say. One example that sticks out is Mike Homanali, or however you say his name. We call him Boom Man because <laughs> I could never say his name. He's, he's a fellow tight end um, with me throughout my Patriot career, and we were playing the Baltimore Ravens in the playoffs. And mm-hmm. then he figured it out, you know, to have Who Man line up as a tackle. And that <laughs> tackle on the other side lines up as um, as a tight end. And right. he figured out a way to where Who Man reported that he was eligible that he could still go out for a pass, but even though he was lined up at the tackle position. So it threw right. off the defense very well, and it was the playoffs. And then all of a sudden, Tom snapped the ball. Who man was pretending to block as a tackle, and then he leaked out. And we did it two times in a row, and he had about <laughs> two catches for about 25 yards total, but they were first downs, and they were huge plays at crucial times. And we ended up driving down and tying up the game and then eventually winning the game and uh, and going on to win the Super Bowl that year. And you see Coach Harborough on the sidelines flipping wow. out about it because he, he didn't understand what was going on either. But that's just Coach Belichick playing chess while everyone else is playing checkers. And uh, that's just another – that's just one example out of plenty, man. He knows the rule book inside and out, and he's always preaching the rule book to other players as well, to the to the guys on the team. For example, obviously in college, this is the easy one, but he would just always be preaching it to the new guys. In college, you you one foot, you're in bounds. He's always preaching that you got to have two feet in bounds. And another thing that he's always preaching, you see it once in a while, is that you're not down until you're touched. In college, you're down when your knee or elbow hits. You're not down until you touch. He's just always preaching that because you see that in the NFL. Rookies, they, they don't get touched. They put the ball on the ground, and that's a fumble. <laughs> no, those are great examples. And I can tell you right now that I was not in Baltimore when, you, when that happened, but I did play for Baltimore at the end of my career, and they constantly bring it up all the time. Coach Harbaugh is still scarred by that. He lets his team his team know, listen, we got to be on all these rules because we don't ever want to have a situation like that one pop up ever again. What's the most important thing that Bill Belichick taught you? Oh, all right. The most yeah. important thing. Oh, wow. I mean, there's a lot of important things. Okay. 
Uh, here we go. We're talking football wise, hundred yep. percent. I would say that uh, there's one thing that he always preached is that the whole organization is in your hands when the ball is in your hands. So Ooh. protect that ball. You know, okay. he always preached to the players to protect that ball before any practice ever started. We would have drills where you're protecting the ball to make sure you don't fumble. So your mind to to the ball to your mind to ball is the connection is there. You know, right. you always know where the ball is. You always know how to hold it tight. And uh, that's one thing he definitely preached because it's true. If you're not taking care of the ball, hey, you're, you know, you're going to lose games very easily. Yeah, I've I've heard people put it as the ball is the program, and he's saying that the ball is the organization. You lose this yes. ball, you're letting down everybody in the organization, and that that's a lot of pressure. But yes. it is true. It's very I true. I was trying to say too, mind to ball connection, because you know how you say mind to body connection. He Correct. preaches it so much. You have mind to ball connection. Eventually, <laughs> gotta have connection to the ball. No doubt about it. Exactly. All right. Next question would be on a scale of one to ten, how difficult was the Patriots playbook? Oh, it was very difficult, especially for the situation I was in. I came from a college where I lined up on the right side every single time. It was either my hand was down or my hand was up. And but okay. I was in the same position every single time when I was in college. When I got to the Patriots, I was lined up out wide. I was lined up in the backfield. I was lined up on the left side in the slot. And let me tell you, it was very confusing for myself. I would give it a 9 out of 10. A 9 out of 10. That's hey, actually why... That's actually why I didn't play my rookie year. The first 10 games, I only averaged about 20 snaps because I couldn't get right. the playbook down. They didn't trust me. Coach Billy O didn't trust me. Tom didn't trust me because they're like, oh, you're always messing up on the playbook. So then okay. the finally, week 10 hit, the playbook just clicked, and then I played I played every single play from there on out. There we go. Another G3 classified fact right there from Rob Gronkowski because I don't think many people knew that, but I have heard that the Patriots playbook is super difficult and you giving it a nine just only rubber stamps that for everybody listening. <laughs> okay. I, I've heard this a couple of times. You've been talking on these podcasts, but did you really not watch film? I know the great Floyd Mayweather would tell everybody that he didn't watch tape of the guy he was fighting because that guy had to adjust to him. But did you really not watch film, Gronk? All right. All right. I watch film. I watch film, especially <laughs> with the Patriots, because every meeting we had, we had meetings for five hours before we went out to practice. And uh, out of those five hours, two and a half hours was watching film. So I've always watched film. I just yeah. never went home and put film on and just gotcha. you know put extra time in the film in the film room. But I'm a learner where I learn in person. I learn out in the field. So where I really paid attention, this is why I say because I don't I don't put the film on when I get home, but I've really learned. I've really learned the playbook. I really learned what I was doing was during walkthroughs. You know, I've really paid attention in the walkthroughs. It made me understand the plays more. It made me understand the defense more. So I trusted in the scout team more than anything. So that's where I really, that's, that's how I learned. I'm not a, I'm not really a visual guy. I'm a guy that's, I'm about doing it out on the field. Right. I think, I think that's a very impactful lesson for any coaches that are listening. Because if you have one of the greatest tight ends, the greatest tight end of all time and Rob Gronkowski telling you, Hey, I learned better this way. I think for coaches, they have to understand you can't coach two guys the same way. Guys learn differently. Some guys are visual learners. Some guys like to see it on paper. Some guys have to go through the motions of it all. And if, if it works for Rob Gronkowski, I think it can work for any other tight ends out there. So lean into the ways that your guys learn and help them be the best they can possibly be. That's what I would encourage everyone to do. Next question would be, who's the most famous person in your phone contacts? Oh, man. 
It's going to be hard to beat Tom Brady for sure, but. I mean, it is hard to beat Tom Brady. That, that's 100%. I mean, it's it, it really is. Brady. It really is Tom Brady. It really is. You can't beat him. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah, listen, he's got seven Super Bowls. It's hard to beat Tom Brady. Yeah. That, that's, a, I mean, that's an I'm easy thinking. one. Uh, yeah. It's Tom Brady. Yeah, it's, it's, it's got to be Tom. It wasn't Tom at one point. It was Julian Edelman because Tom changed his number. <laughs> Tom changed his number, so I didn't have his number for about three months. This was this was like a year ago, and I was texting what? him and hitting him up, and he did, he changed his number, and he didn't let me know. So officially, he wasn't the most famous person in my phone book because I really didn't have his number. So it was Julian oh at one point. Yeah. Listen, when we get Tom Brady, when we get Tom Brady on RG3 and the ones, we are definitely going to ask him about that because you cannot change your number and not give it to Rob Gronkowski. Come on, man. Yes, exactly. That's why I didn't come back the last year. That's oh, why. okay. Yeah. yeah right. So you so don't that, have to jump in the Hudson River. It was on Tom. It wasn't on me. <laughs> I appreciate that. I don't want to yes. come out of the Hudson River with an extra leg or something because of the water so contaminated. So I appreciate I you say, giving me a pass on that. Yes, you're welcome. Oh my gosh. So next question. So I've got, I've got these figurines behind me and, and one of them is what I believe to be the greatest anime of all time. Do you watch cartoons or anime or have ever been into any of them? Yes. I, a hundred percent, you know, I'm not into all of them, you know, okay. but there's I'm a Dragon Ball Z guy, just to let yes. you know, I'm a Dragon Ball all Z right. guy. I've never seen Dragon Ball Z, but one of the <sighs> best movies I've seen though, is the super Mario bros movie, man. That's animated. Okay. Yes. Did you see that okay. yet? I have Did seen see the Super Mario. Yes, yes I have seen it. It was one of the best movies. I was with my brother. We went to the movie theater when we were in Dallas. He has a, he has a couple kids, so we went with two of them. And I okay. literally walked away. I was like, bro, that was maybe the best movie ever. Super Mario Bros. Oh, okay. I love this so, so what, much. What made it, in your opinion, what made it one of the, the best movies? And, and obviously cartoonized movies of all time. Well, first off. Um, I played, you know, Super Mario growing up all the time, especially Super True. Mario Bros. Tennis. I played the tennis Mario. I played regular mm. Mario. I played uh, Mario, Mario Kart. Kart as well. There we go. So when that movie came out, I was like, I have to watch it. I grew up doing all the Mario things 100%. So I went and saw the movie. wasn't sure how it was going to be, but uh, there's another time I went with my brother as well. I saw Monsters, Inc., and that mm. was the first time I that was my first animated movie I've ever seen. And that was with my brother and his kids as well. And I literally walked away just mind blown. I was like, these animated movies are the best things out there. They're better, <laughs> they're better than any other movie. I got really, to start seeing all these animated movies. And now I saw Shrek as well. Uh, Avatar, but Avatar really doesn't count as an animated movie. That's kind of like half animated, but truly yeah, animated. Yeah. Shrek was unbelievable, and then <laughs> Super Mario, Super Mario Bros. just took it to a whole new level. Just because I grew up, you know, doing all the Mario things as well. And I, and I will say this: you're 100 percent right that animated movies are very underrated, very underrated. And and I'm a I'm an emotional guy, so like. Sometimes I cry on the animated movies and I, it does not bother me. My wife kind of gets on me sometimes about it. But listen, I've got a, I got a soft heart. I'm a lover. And uh, some of these movies, they really start pulling on your heartstrings. You know, they kind of make you laugh. And then like right at the last second, they just drop the hammer on you. Somebody goes and dies or there's this crazy storyline that happens. And I, I do appreciate those, but I'm not afraid to admit that I cry on movies. It's not a problem. You know what I mean? No, it's not a problem. It's manly. Listen, if Gronk says it's manly, it's manly. It so <laughs> next question for me would be, what is your favorite quote? I'm a quote guy. I, I post inspirational messages every morning on all my social uh, media accounts because I feel like we all need reminders of, you know, to keep pushing through. But what's what's your favorite quote? 
All right. Um, Julian Edelman always said it in the locker room. I'm, I'm not sure who officially, you know, gets the credit for this quote. And now I use it all the time because I always go and visit children at the children's hospital. And I'm always yeah. making videos for kids that are having a, going through a tough time, broke a leg out on the football field or they have cancer. And, you know, they somehow they're connected to me somehow. Their friend just asked me to make a video right. for them. So this is a quote I always say in it. And it's tough times don't last. Tough people do. So it just goes along with my life. It goes along with, you know, how I live as well. And then also it's just a great quote just to, you know, give kids some confidence in life whenever I got to go and visit them at the hospital or something like that. No, man, we really honestly, we really appreciate you doing that. I think more athletes like yourself uh, have to realize the type of impact they can have uh, on kids who look up to them in that way. And you're 100 percent right. I've heard that quote. So I just want to encourage everybody out there to continue to to push and, and go and chase your dreams. And the last question I have for you, Gronk, and this is honestly the most important one. I want to know who is the one in your life that inspired you the most, the one that was like your hero. You 100 percent hit that on the money. But who inspired me growing up? Who was my hero? It was 100 percent Jeremy Shockey, baby. You know, I was in high school when he was a rookie. He was running people over. His helmet was falling off. He just kept (laughs) continuing with the play. He went to the University of Miami. He he was the absolute shit at the time. And I I was a little maniac in high school. I loved to have a good time. I loved to party. And he was partying his face off. Yes, he uh, was. There was was one quote I said to my friend and to my brother when I was in college. I was a rookie. And Jeremy Shockey got carried out of a party in Las Vegas and it was all over the media and literally I showed my friend I showed my brother the article I showed my friend the article and we were at the University of Arizona American year I go I love Jeremy Shockey and I go and I literally <laughs> said to them I'm going to be crazier than this guy and I showed him the article of him getting carried out of a pool party because he got so muffed up uh you oh, know partying. and I go I'm going to be crazier than him and I kind of lived up to it, you know, at first. No, you, de- great. you, you I definitely, definitely lived, lived up, up to it. To it. <laughs> <laughs> and I loved, the, I loved his style on the field, though, too. He brought it every single time. He loved running people over. He loved causing problems out there. And he was a maniac, and he was a great player as well. Yeah, he really was. And, and you know, to to go off of, of this conversation, don't include yourself in, the, in, this, in this ranking. But if you had to rank the top three tight ends – in NFL history, how would you rank them without ranking yourself? All right, I'll go with uh, Travis Kelsey, Tony okay. Gonzalez, and Antonio Gates. Oh, yes. okay. Three studs, three studs. Three Antonio stu- Gates, I love him too, man. Just his basketball background, then going to the NFL, and he leads all tight ends with touchdowns in the NFL with about yep. 121 career touchdowns. He's just a legend. I love that guy. Yeah. And I mean, every guy that you just mentioned, you know, changed the game in their own unique way. But I think your your point about Jeremy Shockey and him being the guy that like really inspired you, the one that inspired you the most is spot on because, I mean, you took what Shockey did and you magnified it by like a hundred. And Shockey was <laughs> was wild. It was really wild. But he was a great player. And yes. I, I mean, I, I can't say I'm shocked, but I definitely wasn't expecting to hear that. But Rob Gronkowski yes. inspired by Jeremy Shockey makes sense. Yes, it does. It sure does. And I've been carried out a few times in my life from a party or two, but it just wasn't from a stretcher. So it never leaked out. (laughs) I got you. Hey, man, I appreciate you coming on RG3 and the Ones. Uh, We'll definitely have to find time to get you back on because not only you're a great guest, man, but you're a great guy. And I'd love to sit down and be able to talk 
more than just football with you uh, because I feel like you've got so much more to offer than people think. You're intuitive. You're smart. Uh, you do watch film. And uh, you are the greatest Titan of all time. And I stand 10 toes down on that, brother. Yes, I appreciate all the love, RG3. And uh, I love everything that you're doing as well. And just keep up the good work, my man. You're inspiring everyone out there. As an athlete, I naturally have to have a routine. And RG3 and the Ones is sponsored by HelloFresh. HelloFresh handles all the meal planning and shopping to deliver everything you need to cook up a tasty meal right at home, or as I like to call it, a scrumptious meal. They do the hard part, and you get to take all the credit. And it comes right to your door in only seven days. So for me, whether it's Taekwondo classes for my daughters or date night with wifey, I don't always have the time to plan, shop and cook for the family. But HelloFresh takes the stress out of mealtime by delivering fresh ingredients and easy recipes right to the front door. This fall, skip that extra trip to the grocery store and have dinner ready in no time with America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh is more than just dinners. You can also stock your fridge with easy breakfasts, quick lunches, and fresh snacks. Just hope. Uh, <laughs> here we go. HelloFresh is more than just dinners. You can also stock your fridge with easy breakfasts, quick lunches, and fresh snacks. Just shop HelloFresh Market and add any of these tasty time-saving solutions to your weekly box. Go to HelloFresh.com backslash 50RG3 and use code 50RG3 for 50% off plus 15% off the next two months. I mean, that's a whole lot of discounts. Get HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. And once again, go to HelloFresh.com backslash 50RG3. So you guys know I'm a bit of a trendsetter. Everyone loves my granny glasses, but... Also, I like to make sure my whole fit is dripped out. And luckily, RG3 and the Ones is sponsored by True Classic Tees. True Classic completely re-engineered how T-shirts fit, creating a looser fit in the gut, which I know my guys out there are happy about, and a tighter fit around the arms and shoulders. Because, you know, got to bring the ladies love the shoulders. You know what I'm saying? The fabric feels like butter and makes for a comfortable base layer on chilly days. Trust me. You're going to get a lot of compliments when you wear these tees. I'm a big crew neck and hoodie guy. And when it comes to sweatshirts, True Classic will become your go-to for casual Fridays, game days, and trips to the gym. I'm a huge fan of their zip hoodies, which I wear pretty much every single day. And if you're looking for a more formal look, they've got you covered there, too. Ain't that right, Gia? They just launched five different styles of button-up shirts for different occasions. But seriously. Whatever you choose, you can't go wrong with True Classic. All their clothing is designed to be versatile and work with your lifestyle so you can look and feel your best all damn day. In fact, True Classic is so committed to their product, they even have a 100% risk-free guarantee and easy returns, even though they know you're not sending it back. Shop now at trueclassictees.com backslash RG3 again. Go to trueclassictees.com backslash RG3 and for 25% off, use code RG3. Let's go. What a great interview there with the legendary Rob Gronkowski. Thank you for joining the show. But now let's get to the ones to watch, which 
If I'm going to remind you one more time, the ones to watch are the people I want you to keep your eyes on going into this week, because what they did last week was utterly special. So we're going to start off with our man, Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey has entered a completely different stratosphere now because of his association with Taylor Swift and the Swifties. The fact that she was at the game, simply at the game, made a blowout between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Chicago Bears, the most watched football game of the weekend. I'll repeat that again. The most watched football game of the weekend. Anyone who watches football knows that what the Bears put on that field did not warrant that amount of people watching the game. I believe it was 24 million. Now, the second one to watch is a guy I'm very, very familiar with because he's a Baylor alum, Mr. Terrell Bernard, linebacker for the Buffalo Bills. Now, Mr. Bernard became the first player since Brian Erlacher in 2007 to have two or more sacks, an interception, and a fumble recovery in a game. You hear that? That's right. He's part of that Bills defense that had nine sacks, four interceptions, and a defensive touchdown. He's doing really big things. And we always knew. And when I say we, I'm talking Baylor Nation, anybody who's a true fan of football. We've always known that Terrell Bernard was a bona fide baller. And he's showing that in his second year in Buffalo time and time again. So I want you to make sure you pay attention to what he's got going on, because not only is he taking the ball away from offenses, he's also laying the hurt when he's hitting them. So for Terrell Bernard, he's going to be trying to take those stats he had last week and apply them to the most dangerous offense in the entire NFL right now, the Miami Dolphins. So make sure you keep your eyes on him as he's trying to get those sacks and interception and a couple fumble recoveries off of Tua Tungavailoa and Tyreek Hill. If he can catch them, of course. Our next one to watch is going to be a running back from Kansas State, Mr. DJ Giddens. I mean, he ran for over 200 yards, had four rushing touchdowns, threw on another eight catches for 86 yards in the receiving game. And the coolest thing about this game for DJ Giddens was he's a very avid fisher. And the way he described the game was it's like catching a 20-pound catfish. Now, I don't know about y'all, but I have never caught a 20-pound catfish. I've caught a 100-pound fish before out in Turks and Caicos, but that's a story for another time. But what I will say is I know there's some Kansas State fans out there who didn't think I would show Mr. Giddens any type of love because of the way that they abused us in 2011 when we won the Heisman. That's right. We went to Manhattan and we uh, we lost. We lost that game. It's OK. I've got no hard feelings towards K-State. I think they've got a great program. I think Mr. Giddens is an amazing player. So, boom, there you go. We're shining some light on him. He is the one to watch. Not this upcoming week, though, because they got a bye week. He will be facing off against Oklahoma State in two weeks. So make sure you check him out and see if he's still playing that funky music. All right, so those are our ones to watch. I want to say shout out to Travis Kelsey and the Swifties. Also, DJ Giddens, amazing job for him. And Terrell Bernard, keep putting on for Baylor Nation, man. I'm really excited to be able to highlight all of these guys. But that's our show for the day. So that's a wrap 
for episode two of RG3 and the Ones. I want to say thank you to Rob Gronkowski for joining the show and providing an amazing interview. Make sure you guys subscribe to YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, we will be dropping new episodes every Thursday. So make sure you follow us on social media at RG3 and the ones. Again, that's at RG3 and the ones. So you can keep up with the daily episode drops to get you ready for when the true one drops on Thursday. Once again, want to say that RG3 and the ones is presented by Wave Sports and Entertainment in partnership with Whispering Oaks Productions. Want to say shout out to all my producers for making this show a reality. Let's continue to grow. Let's continue to have fun. And like I said, make sure y'all follow us on all the social media channels at RG3 and the ones. Let's keep going. I hope you feel like you are the one right now.